Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. How are you doing, Eric? Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins. This is the Fantasy Golf Pods Golf Guys. Golf guys bringing in Jishwish, the producer. He's a golf guy too, and this is the Golf Guys program. Golf Guys is on the Fantasy Golf Pod Network. You're watching that on Twitter or YouTube. It's brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped <laughs> just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right? It's a 4.0. That's a lot of point O's. Mm -hmm. I use this thing. So do 4 million other men worldwide. And you can get your own for 20% off using golf guys, 20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Cheers to that. Eric Quagnus Martin and just swish. We're golf guys. Did you steal my edited uh, read? No, I use some of it. I kind of, <laughs> All right, here we go. Comment along. This is an interactive program. Derail us. Contribute. Tell us that you're bored, but you won't be because this show is filled with stuff. I am going to talk about game theory, making models, the narratives, contest selection strategy, our own lineups, 2v2. We're going to talk some shit. And plus, showdown strategy so you're gonna want all that in the next 30 minutes let's do that we got to do it quick quagnus how are you quagnus did you win any money last week on DraftKings? oh we have a story actually at the end of the pod yeah about how eric didn't win on DraftKings, but he did win a thousand dollars playing fantasy football in my league stick around for that story josh you're here josh hi did you Win any money? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, cool. Josh, now you consume content, I assume, or do you not even consume any content? You only watch The Bachelor. The Bachelor, that's my only content. That's the only content you need, I think. So you didn't consume any DFS content? The content in the next, I in the last hours? On, from the people I follow on Twitter. So if somebody tweets it, I'll probably see it. If they don't tweet it, then I won't see it. All right, so then follow or find Josh Bennett on Twitter at just swish and make sure he follows you. Yeah, let's okay. follow. I personally do actually use this guy. His name is John Hasselbauer. His uh, Twitter page is at PGA Tout. He writes an article each week for The Lines, the website. I steal his key stats, and I use those in my model that I make for the narrative lineups. So if you're looking at the model, and last week, it was the best lineup out of 20. So John Hasselbauer, he is at PGA Tout. He spends a lot of time and writes a lot of words. And I read some of them. And I steal a lot of them. Now, the Approach Podcast with Detroit Drew and Rob G, Rob Gilst, Glist, they're a fan share sports product. And we're fan share family. So we like them. So I watched that. I watched the Approach podcast. Have you ever heard of the Approach podcast, Eric? It's a new. No, I haven't. I saw that in the notes. I'm gonna have to listen to that before lock. 
Hmm. Well, they went live Monday and they talked about game theory, actually. They're big game theory guys on that podcast. By definition, do you even know what game theory is? Yeah, it's this. Yeah. What's that? That's game him saying he doesn't theory. know what it is. Thumbs down, or you're just not familiar, or you don't play a game, you don't use game theory? Game theory is just a, a buzzword, <laughs> just like all the other scam buzzwords. Oh, game wow. theory, my ass. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're at home and you're wondering what is game theory and you play DFS, you, I mean, I don't know why you don't know this, but it's the stud. Here's what the definition of game theory is it's the study of mathematical models of strategic interactions amongst rational agents. Oh, Jesus. I, I was like, what? <laughs> um, no, ultimately, they're talking about using ownership to play DFS versus actually watching golf or using statistics to make decisions. They okay. just use ownership. Why not just say that then? Well, game theory sounds cool. Right. That's what I said. It's a buzzword. Well, okay. So they're using game theory, which, duh, you should use game theory. How do you, I mean, like, by default, you can't get away from using game theory. But ultimately, this guy, Rob G, he's he's been at it for a little while now. He makes you think that you're an idiot for playing chalk. And that's, you know, that's the concept, basically. And so chalk donkey Eric Wagner's Martins obviously yeah. takes offense to this. Yeah. <laughs> like, and Eric, how many mega profits have you won? Like one. None. Zero. Okay. But actually, the funny thing to say to that is like, oh, on the week that you want to talk about fading ownership, 33% guy, the guy that was projected at 33% and came in at 33% won the tournament last week. Cameron Smith was the most owned name in the quarter arcade and was the second most owned named in the $100 single entry where smart people and sharp people play. They didn't give a shit that he was the most owned. And why would they? He fucking won. Chalk hits sometimes. Chalk do? hits a lot of the time. So that's the problem, though. So then if you play game theory when chalk hits, what do you do? You lose. So how often is game theory winning and chalk hit winning? So you have to balance this. Is it 50-50? Josh Bennett? Sorry, I haven't called on you. What's up with you? <laughs> game theory? <laughs> I, I'm, I probably know less about it than either of you two. And I also don't <laughs> care. So... No, I think that it, <laughs> from my experience now, I tried to do contrarian and I've eaten a lot of chalk and Martin's chalk donkey and all this stuff. Most of the time, 50-50. Like chalk guy hits sometimes, the contrarian guy hits sometimes. You can't ever predict this. So then what are we doing? We're going out of our way to play bad plays on purpose because no one's playing them because they're bad plays. That's what seems weird to me about it. But That seems weird to me too. So I don't want to lose every time on a guy that I think is a good guy. Okay, okay, whatever. Well, to be fair, let's also put an asterisk. Last week, 33% chalk. That's not normal. 35-man field right. or 38-man field. So it, last week was a little different, and it was a massive birdie fest, too. I mean, we're going to see situations. So we can throw last week out the window. I, I think so, but but I'm – you know, I, I come from a long line, a history of, of embracing chalk as well. So, and I didn't play Cameron Smith like fucking idiot. So, what you didn't even play Cameron Smith and you're the chalk donkey? I, I played all the other chalk. Wow. So, there's a lot of chalk last week. So, you I know, guess. so you had, yeah, all right, whatever. Now, 
we can talk about stats too, because stats are important when you're making decisions. Do you make models including stats using stats on Fantasy National or FanshareSports.com? Eric Quagnus Martins, are you a stat guy? Making models, pumping models. Oh yeah, we've we've been a fan of stats uh, and models with Fantasy National Golf Club for years. Uh, I, I've slowly gotten simpler and simpler. Mm-hmm. Oh. We used to, we, think about some of the elaborate models we had putting the last like 12 rounds and then the last like 50 rounds I'd have sometimes among amongst all, all, all sorts of other things. I don't know for oh. me, for me in the end, I think it comes down to two things, make a model that has just two simple items and I can share those with you, but I know that we, we've got a stat model. That's a little more involved here that we're going to discuss, but what do you mean? What are your two core? What are recent, your criteria? recent form and course history? That's all you need. Mm-hmm. You're one of those people. Oh, those people. So I'm pretty sure we were told that uh, course history doesn't matter. We yeah, told, why do you think course history matters, Eric? So then, are you taking Howell the third? You got to take Howell the third this week. Oh, I'm clicking Howell. <laughs> yeah, you are. Are you really? Yeah, I'm. I think I will. Why no, not? I'm not. He's bad <laughs> though, and he's eight thousand dollars and eight thousand years old. <laughs> now, uh, our boy here, Jish Swish, has created his own model because he's now a scientist nerd. Scientist gonna, nerd. Yeah, he's, he's going to make up some sort of thing. What are you making up to, to explain this crazy thing you tweeted? Well, it's, well, it's kind of made up. So yeah, here's, the, here's where it started. So people okay. are making models, and they're putting you know proximity stats, 150 yards, 175 yards. Some person on the internet said everybody's approaching from that distance well that's not true because you have john rom who hits it however far off the tee and then you have webb simpson who hits it 50 yards shorter they're not approaching from the same places on the course so if you're putting if you're saying that 150 to 175 yards is the bucket you're looking for Rom's probably not going to be a pro- approaching from that distance as much as somebody else, so the comparison isn't there. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. So, okay. the model I made is what's that? How do you solve this problem? So the model I made is trying to solve that. So mm-hmm. what it does is mm-hmm. it takes everybody's driving distance, carry distance off the tee, every player, and then it. How do you find goes, that? That's on the internet. You can look it up. PGATour.com. <laughs> you ever heard of it? PGATour.com. Yeah. PGATour.com. All these stats come from PGATour.com. So you're not paying for anything. No, not paid. Not paying. Right. For and then you have like wow. a spreadsheet or you... big spreadsheet. So okay. it takes you know, the driving distance and then it goes hole by hole. So if there's a hole that's 450 yards, okay. somebody hits it 300 yards off the tee, there's 150 yards left. You do a little calculation to say, you know, it's there's a little bit of elevation here. It's probably going to roll out a little farther. If they're playing at elevation, it's probably going to fly a little farther. Okay. So you do a little bit of math to get you to where each person is probably going to be approaching from on every single hole. Then you bucket those into the stats on the PGA Tour site. How I did it is I bucketed it based on the score relative to par. So you can look on PGA Tour website. You can look at everybody's score relative to par based on when they're in the fairway or in the rough. So I pulled both of those in. Then I pulled in everybody's driving accuracy. So then you can get basically a score to par for 18 holes 
based on how often somebody, how far somebody's hitting and how often they're hitting it in the rough or the fairway. Okay. And wow. then I ranked them and I posted them on Twitter today and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. people liked it. So oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, it has yeah. more stats than just course history and recent form. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I set you up for that. <laughs> I did. set you up for that. You knew you, you walked me right into it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, hey, that that's interesting. So then wow. let's find I out if this. we can uh, we can get answers and we can solve golf with those equations. Yeah, it's, it's Bryson style. Both of us I are trying it. to solve, solve golf. I'm just golf. trying to do it uh, from behind the scenes. He's trying to do it while he plays. Now, I want to warn you, Josh. You might not know this, but not all stats are created equal in golf. They are not. No. I agree with you. No, you know why? Why Any model you make, the model that I'm doing right now, what the two-stat model that Quagnus <laughs> uses, whatever model you're creating on Fanshare, they're all – it's all made up stuff. It's golf is random. So yeah. uh, you can make whatever model you want. Just do whatever makes sense <laughs> in your head. This makes sense to me. It feels like golf. Hit it off the tee. You get to a range, you hit it and you make a score. That feels right. like golf to me. So okay. um, that's why I did it that way. Now you said you're using I the rough that. and then you're using the fairway, but then you know that this guy's going to hit it into the rough and it's going to be a different lie than there another guy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we're, we're factoring it and you know, we need to know, did they have a tree in front of them? Were they going yeah. over water? This is an all important factor. Maybe we don't have with the stats you that you're getting. You do, you, do you use putting statistics at all somehow? No. So why not? Wow. Putting is mostly random as all stat guys will tell you. It's like the most random stat you can have. Right. And some of our favorite uh, podcasters think that the greens books are going to make that even more random. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't really care about putting too much. They're professional golfers. They know how to putt. They'll make putts when they right. make putts. But, or they won't, and then they won't be on the tour. The truth is, is that we don't know if the dude hit a uphill putt, downhill putt. Was his right. putt undulated? Was it a You can putt? get those stats. I think you got to pay like a zillion dollars for them, though. You can't Someone get them from, from the PGA Tour website. The I believe Shotlink you can get them on, but I think cool. you got to. Okay, so that's next level. That's like budget. Liam and Sam and your kid in the future will have these stats. Yeah. We don't have those stats. We don't have whether or not, hey, it was a sunny day when those statistics were recorded, or it was a shitty, fucking windy, annoying day, and the guy was right. Playing. So we don't even know if the factor of the weather, the factor of the time of the day, have you seen these stats where the guy at the morning, he's not going to hit the ball as far, but he's going to make more putts. The day right. later, he's going to hit further because it's warmer and he's not going to make as many putts. So we have all these factors. Be careful with your statistics. For now, sure. Yep. Also, it's fun to make lineups based on narratives. And I did this. I, you know, it's a slippery slope to do narratives, to go down these roads, but it's fun. I was going to ask you boys, you know, you kind of already covered this about par four scoring from 400 to 450 yards. And that's just like a factor this week because there's going to be shorter par fours. I mean, we kind of already covered the fact that you guys, you know, 150 to 175, 175 to 200 is not, you're never going to find, you know, this is just. This is just insane to use these stats, right? I'm like, I don't even yeah. like it almost makes like it reveals you as someone that's like, okay, because you go 400 to 450, but then all the par fours that day, they can be set up differently. 
for four days of the tournament. So like one day, the 385 part four, one day it's a 410 part four, one day it's 450 part four. And it's the same fucking hole. And like, it does this even matter? Ultimately? It's happening this week. Uh, if you look back at this tournament, there's at least three holes where one day, two days of the week, it'll play like 460. And the other week it plays like 420 or the other hole or the other rounds, it plays 425 or something like that. Um, that happens yeah. this week. So. Dude, and then Eric's a lefty. He has a fade that's different than my fade. We're talking about whether you're 175 going for a left pin or is that you're going to have a different shot shape. Your ball is going to go differently. You're going to have a different club potentially from 150 yards, whether you're drawing it or fading it, because you're going to take less club when you wanted to draw it. You're going to take more club when you want to fade it. No one factors these in from 175 yards, whether it was on the left or the right side, whether they were fading it, whether they were drawing it. If you can get to that level where you're then, that's like, that's like the, where the NFL is now. Like we're not, the, the NFL was like, he had three rushes on the 10 yard line or less. Like those were the stats that my dad was like, that's a guy I'm going to draft. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Or like (laughs) back in the day, you used to have these stats. So like, I feel like we have to be very careful. And that's why I love stats and I want to use stats and I want the answers as much as everybody else. But I know in my gut, these things don't fucking lead to answers. And we tried this for so long. And I think that you guys have both just proven that my model is the most superior model in the sense that it's the most simple model. Why clutter your mind? That's the thing I, I was going to add earlier, and we, you didn't get to me on it. I mean, I, there's all sorts of content creators that we appreciate on Twitter and that are doing podcasts. But I found that like if I listen to too many of those, it's impossible to make a decision at that <laughs> point. So like you know, maybe listen to one or two people that you like, or and then you know, you know mute some words on Twitter for the week. So you don't, <laughs> see, so you don't see some shit that you don't want to see. I I'm going to stick with it. And I, by the way, I do really love what you've put forth uh, here, Josh. I think that that's really, uh, I think that's actually kind of some breakthrough shit because yeah, I, we love fan, fantasy national here, but I don't think they're providing that kind of in-depth. Like was this after, th- was this after a 350 yard drive that they have 150 in or was that, was this after a 300, you know what I mean? Like, Exactly. all that stuff like the factors so anyways i'm gonna stick with my model for now <laughs> or do or you. or get this get this game theory the model game theory the model by yes the model running the model and then fading the model both <laughs> because yeah. dude fade the model fade what people are thinking this week they're thinking Corey connors abraham answer russell henley grio mitt Keith Mitchell, Damon, those are the model guys. But the bad in the model, bad. Horschel, Matt Jones, Kisner was bad in the model. CH3 was bad in the model. So we got to go and find these guys. So I'm going to sort by the opposite. And then I'm going to look for the most expensive guys I can find at the bottom of this OPSO model. And that's the game theory. It's not ownership because ownership doesn't fucking really matter because you can't even predict ownership either. It's projected ownership. So then like you guys are talking about like, Oh yeah, you got to fade this guy. It's like, we don't even know what he'll actually be like 17, 22, 12. These are all possibilities for that guy and his ownership percentage. So then on, only fade the model makers, the pop into the model fade those dudes. Um, or fade the trends or do you believe in trends? Are we big trend people? Cause there's a trend section. I mean, you have to play last week. You have to have a top 15 in some certain amount of time. Are we into these trends? 
that dictate, oh, the last 12 years, 12 out of 15 years. Everybody but Cam Smith at that one time has done this. Do we do these? Do we it have seems those? like something Quagnus would love. Jerry's I know. Are you a trend guy, Quagnus? Oh, I'm absolutely trending. We, we've talked <laughs> about this for a long time. <laughs> Why do you like it? Well, here's the thing, though. Is that I, I always, I always catch the trend after the, their, 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 uh, their, their fire burnt out. That's the last. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge roster of the guy who won the previous week. I'm not going to do it this week. So go ahead and roster Cameron Smith all you want. He's top priced. But I think you're right. You see, you know, these guys, they're, 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 they're good. They're good. And then they got, you know, golf is hard as fuck. <laughs> Okay. So when you see that, is that the type of trend you're talking about, though? Is that I answer your question the way that you wanted? No, like the uh, PGA Tour splits or whatever his name is. Do you have that tweet, Josh? I don't know if you I, have that. I was trying to find it. I couldn't get to it, though. Oh, God. What's his name? PGA Splits 101. I think it's called. PGA Splits 101 tweeted out some stat about how they have, like, I mean, there's only four guys. Who are the four guys? It was like Horschel. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. What was it? Oh, it was Webb, Kokrak, Horschel, or Kisner. These are the only people that could win, literally. So you're fucked. Might as well just put those guys in your lineup. And guess what? Webb is chalk, but it, the other guys, Kokrak, Horschel, Kisner, nobody's really – I mean, maybe they're using Kokrak, but I doubt it. I mean, why would you use Horschel or Kisner? So, uh yeah, eight of the last 10 winners played the week before. 24 of the last 26 played at least two previous Sony Opens. Look at Dude, that. this one. 12 of the last 12 have at least two previous career wins. How do you even think this? These are like ESPN style. Like, we're just going to find as much shit as we can pile on and put it all together. 10 of the last 12 have had three previous career wins. Does that even matter? Like, uh, people win because they're winners and they're good at golf. So, like, Maybe the winner was good at golf that won, so they won before. That's possible. Now, 12 of the last 12 finished 40th or higher in their last start before this event. 40th or higher in the last start. But then that's every fucking person that played at the Tournament of Champions, so we're just using those stats because no one's, there's never been more than 40. Well, last two years ago, there's more than 40. Blah. Nine of the last 10 winners finished. We're oh, good at putting. No, oh, yeah. So we don't care. No, we. Care. <laughs> All right, sorry. They were good at putting. Oh yeah, go find that tweet. Uh, let me remind you, though, the most important factor in success at PGA DFS, Eric, contest selection. This is what yeah. dictates you winning money. Let me also tell you that if you're going for the win in a giant GPP. It's a different mentality than if you're trying to beat your buddies or you're trying to min cash Martins. <laughs> Going for the win or minning, min cashing is totally different. You're, I heard um, Levitan talk about it on his solo pod today where he has made more money, but he has finished in the money less. In the money, I-T-M. He's doing this less, but he's winning more. Because he's building the proper way in GPPs. He's probably using game theory and doing weird shit. But he's making lineups that will win, has a possibility of winning, versus like we don't make those lineups in those GPPs. We just don't. Like we're just afraid. So we can't, we shouldn't even play those contests. But this is again a big factor in winning, going for the win or not. And it's going to make you click weirdly to do that. 
I wanted to also bring up our boy, Eric Darbo. Sweet spot DFS. Now, we're in a golf league, all of us together on DraftKings. We want to, you know, win that league or whatever. But, Eric, let me tell you, if you were to put a lineup in my league with 20 guys that pays out 35 bucks or whatever, and you won that league with 900 points last week, but you didn't put it anywhere else, how would you feel? Because this is what Darbo did. He entered a lineup into the Bagels Listener League, and he scored 900 points. He almost had the perfect lineup. He almost had the optimal lineup. Dude, only put it in the Bagels contest, and it makes me so cringe. It's like, shit, he won 450 bucks. He won a golf ball. He won bragging rights. But could you ever imagine? We can't do this to ourselves, can we? How, I, has he responded like, like that was a mistake and I should have – or oh, I had other. Or is that the only contest he was in? What the fuck was going on there? Like, no, how do you? Like, I literally, I've been doing this for years. Every every lineup that I have is also included in a in spread a of contests. Yeah, of some yeah. kind. Especially when it came came to some of these like league, you know, type situations. So I can't believe. Oh, I don't want to have the wrong lineup in the wrong contest. That or the right lineup in the wrong contest. That's like my that's nightmare fuel. I will quit DraftKings, right, Josh? That's that's for sure, right? <laughs> oh my god! So, did he say have, anything? Did you DM him? Have you talked to him? What has he said? Anything? I just said congrats or whatever, but <laughs> I didn't go into I, uh, it because you said win, congrats. Winning bagels when you could have won one hundred thousand dollars. I'm just scrolling through his tweets. I don't I don't see anything about it. It could be somewhere else though. Dude, that's why I'm done fucking around. I'm done making a hundred lineups. I'm done different, like pretending like I don't care and like it's okay that if that because ha- like I, I used to, like I thought I could be okay with it, and then I saw it happen to him, and then I told my wife I'm like, I can't, like I can't do it. I have to only make two lineups or three lineups, and I make three. They're all going in the drive to green. They're all going in the mail, and they're all going everywhere because I don't want to fucking win and have a good lineup and only win four hundred dollars. So like and all this. The- all the people we know that have won, uh, they just drive the green guys with Joe, a couple of lineups. Joe and uh, that Holloway, coach, Holloway, yeah. they were only making one or two or three lineups and putting them in. Like, yeah, we're fools because especially if we want to do single entry stuff too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, all right. So, oh, I didn't really pull up DraftKings. Should we pull up DraftKings and make and show our lineups, or do you want me to do Josh? Yeah, go ahead. You can pull it up. All right, a couple. I got so here's our lineup. Hold on, let me find my lineup. <clears throat> and then we can just we can just do this real quick because I mean, at the end, in the middle, or towards the end, we're gonna talk and show our lineups and talk shit about them because that's kind of more fun. And I got a question for you. Okay, so I got this is kind of my thoughts so far. Now, uh, I got a, I got a little uh, conundrum. It's called the two v two, Eric. Two v two. Have you ever heard of a two v two? Uh, is that like a betting proposition or something? No, dude. This is when I'm debating between a combination of two people and a combination of other two people, but they cost the same. So it's a two V two and I'm caught up in it because I want to use Leishman because I'm putting the house on him. I don't know if you saw that on the preferred lines podcast, putting the house on him. And I also am putting half a house on Leishman. So I like these two, but I don't know if I want to use Brian Stewart. So then I can scroll down here. You can see, and I can use Taylor Gooch and I can use my guy, Seamus power. 
And this was my initial lineup that I built with M, Gooch, Davis, Kazire, Power, Sink. Spending it all, here it is. So the truth is, Eric, this is more of a balanced lineup, balanced build where you're doing 10K, 9K, a couple 8Ks, low 7Ks. You're not going stars and scrubsy a little bit. So I think possibly I lean this lineup in our league or more of the cash type of lineup contests where our league, you just want to survive in advance, keep going because the first payout is not until the players or wherever or masters. I can't remember. So I'm thinking I lean this lineup in the cash and then for my GPPs where Gooch and power are going to be more popular. I go Leishman and I give myself steward and that's where I go in the Mayo the drive the green and I get more funky. Does that make sense? I, you know, it, it's, I thought it was interesting to see you play Kazire. Why'd you play Kazire? Did that distract you? That did distract me among other things like Brian Stewart as well. So we'll see where, well, where, that, uh, where that, where that goes. I, I'm, I'm afraid you've forgotten about course history, mister. And oh. you, didn't re- you didn't even look it up. There's a balance between course history and just being awful at golf at this point. Are you, are you calling who Stewart or Kazire? Which one? Both. I'm, I'm alluding to the fact that they mo- both might what's, be. What's, not- what's the difference between those two and your guy CH3 that you're going to play? And he well, no, hold on a second. I, I didn't say I, I was going to play him. I said I was contemplating that I was going to play him. Okay, now, the reason, Eric, <laughs> He's trying to call I'm, me out. <laughs> the reason I'm leaning Kazire and Stewart is because they haven't played that great. Otherwise, everybody would want. Or they're not the new Chad Ramey and the Taylor Pendrith and the, the flavor of the week, D- Danny McCarthy. Or they're not these names, Joel Damon. So I'm trying to get a little off the beaten path, go with a guy who I know can score on DraftKings. I've seen and I've witnessed and I've watched Kazire win and do well here. He's hold out before here. He has good vibes here. Stewart, the same thing. They have amazing course history here. So they're going to show up off of an off season at the place they like to fire up the season. You don't think they're going to be prepared and they're $7,200 I'm going there. So I got Stuart. Now here's the truth, Eric, is that I wasn't sure if I wanted to go steward or Stuart sink. So that's <laughs> why I do like this lineup with Leishman um, because then I can go both and I don't even have to make a choice. Whereas this lineup with Gooch and uh, Power, I'm going to have to choose then between Sink and Steward. See what I'm saying? So, like, that's why I did like that. So then now I have two lineups that I like. So I'm going to put them both in the drive the green. So then I'm kind of okay with having two lineups because we are talking about trying to not have a million lineups and then not know who to play. I'm only doing a 2v2 because I like the 1v1 or better. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, you look at the lineup of names here and you think about the cast of characters that we're probably going to see on Sunday afternoon. It's not going to be, you know, this isn't a Colin Morikawa, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, you know, top three, top five, Brooks Kepler, like all these names. This is a this is a tournament where we see a lot of like weird names. So you almost shouldn't even play these tournaments right well i, I was going to bring that up earlier but i i didn't want to you know but we're degenerates and we love drafting right. now eric who are your names do you want me to 
pull up DraftKings and do your lineup, or can you somehow share that? Or Josh, have you know? I can show you on my phone, or or we can do that. Yeah, see, perfect. Eric Wagner's Martins is real good with technology. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> I don't know how to sh- how do you, how do you. Yeah, Josh should share his lineup. I'm gonna share the screen, and then you can tell me who to click in there based on what's on your phone, and we'll make fun of you. Okay. Who Ready? did you take at the top? I'm taking Mark Leishman. He's the highest price name that I've clicked. Okay, next name. Unbalanced. And then we'll go Corey Connors. Okay. And then Matt Jones at wow. 8,400. 8, okay. And then Captain Kirk. Chris Kirk. Yes. Keith Mitchell. Okay. And then I'll let you guess the last name. So he has $6,500 left with the Leishman, Connors, Matt Jones, Chris Kirk, Keith Mitchell. You got a Wu, Herman, Hoshire. Oh, you know, Wilson. you absolutely know who I'm clicking. Click it without saying a word. Jimbo, <laughs> Bob, Fury. Oh, look at him on the championship. Look tour. at all those results on the championship tour. Is that showing up in his stats? Did he pop in your model? You know, it didn't show up in the stats because I don't know. They don't have they don't have that on Fanny National, which I don't blame them for because they – why would they? You're right. But that's a terrible team. That's No, it's not. It's it's a, it's, it's going to be a good team because, you Actually, know, trying, it, Jim, let's not forget that Jim Furyk shot 68 or 58 recently on a similar – Recently? No, like five years ago. <laughs> it was five Very years ago. Hey, what did you shoot five years ago? I can still shoot. I shoot better five years ago. Well, you're not 65 years old. He's not 65 years old. He's like 50 like Phil. He's averaging just under 300 yards per drive. If you look, that's provided. He's 51 only? I don't know. I I, I have no idea. No, he's 51. I just Wikipedia. Oh, you did. Okay. so 51 Furick. That's not old. That's terrible. Not old. Okay. That's not old. He's the same age as Phil. Phil's hitting bombs. Why? So Fuhrer can just show up here, make a cut, and you're good at 65. He's making a cut. Yeah, exactly. So he's my. Wait, you you advised me to do this on the initial show. The initial golf guy show said, "Don't, you know, go go down in the 6500 and trying to get cute and get two or three of them. You pick one. If I'm going to pick one 6500 guy, it's Jim Fuhrer. Didn't you go 100 percent Fuhrer last year? Uh, at least one week I did, yeah. And then he missed the cut. He missed the cut. He missed the cut. But <laughs> that doesn't matter. Don't. That's okay. That was that was a. So why Corey cool. Connors? You're just following the herd. You sheep with the co- uh, the Corey Connors chalk. Yeah, I don't know. I you're just he, afraid that he's the one. You know, actually, I was listening to uh, the argument against Corey Connors, so that might actually change here eventually. What argument? Who? Okay. Joe. Joe made the argument. Or, oh. Both of you guys are making the. I listen to your podcast. Oh, thanks. Live. All right, he's uh, he's done. Okay, what about you, Jish? Who are you taking from the top? You you want to plug him in, or you want me to pop it up? Oh, you got it popped up. Well, you need, need to lean into the mic a little bit, but yeah, pop it up. I'll I'll pop it up. Look at Jish. He's the producer of the program. You can follow him at Jish. He's getting mad followers off of his uh, recent post about Molly. I saw that tweet. I, sorry I didn't like it yet. I will after okay. I read the Eric didn't like it because he doesn't like you. No, I didn't. I, I yeah, saw the beginning and, and I saw how popular. Yeah, he doesn't like supporting it. anything I do on Twitter. No, I like to I like to like tweets after I read No, he hates tweet. it. Nope. No, I like to read tweets. <laughs> he doesn't do anything because oh, he's got children. 
It's okay. Look at this team. It's Webb true. Simpson. Ooh, Taylor no, I like this. What? Russell Ooh. Henley, EVR, Chad Ramey, and Nick Hardy. Who? Right, exactly. Do you remember uh, K-Fan? Do you guys listen to K-Fan? K-Fan. I do. I do. On uh, Common Man. Who? Jim Furick is amazing, but I don't know about Chad Ramey. Well, Chad Ramey is a Mr. Corn Fairy. He so... is a Corn Fairy, as is uh, Nick Hardy. All right, so that's what you did. You leaned the Corn Fairy. What, are you listening to Rick Run Good or something? No. Uh, actually, if, uh, from the spreadsheet that we talked about earlier, uh, oh, shit. last year, Webb Simpson leads the uh leads the spreadsheet Whoa. so i'm going with it. i'm i'm playing the spreadsheet this week Dude, I'm the spreadsheet for a few weeks because i'm running to try this out so web simpsons is the one there i also ran one for just the new guys that are all 22 2022 the only stats they have is 2022 um the stats are a little skewed because it's there's like four tournaments but nick hardy is by far the best one okay. there and he finished 14th in this tournament last year. So he played here. He did. That's that's Ooh. what I saw. Course history, Eric. Course history. Oh, uh, love it. And then I have to. The only one that didn't pop on that on that spreadsheet was EVR, and that's your guy. I touted him last year, slapped so or last week, so I have to play him. Josh, That's give us a life. Bachelor uh, update. Um, Josh watches The Bachelor. So does my wife. And my wife says there's a woman. My wife's name is Sarah. There's a woman named Sarah who she says is the is her favorite. Is that your favorite chick? I, li- I like Sarah. Uh, <laughs> there's also a Susie that I like. Then she went on the, the most recent date, I heard. The most recent date. Big date. They Martin, you watched the show? They got in a helicopter yeah. and they flew around. Of course they did. And then they landed on a boat. And then they hung out on a boat. Shut up! It's a it's a very real life normal normal uh, date where you go to like Chuck E. Cheese and Starbucks. Actually, they had a uh, they had a personal concert for them too. At the of course, house. you know. This so then, is this uh, Susie in the front runner, or what happened to Susie? Did she get in she trouble? She has to be the front runner, I think. Who's the one that got in trouble? They got a rose, and then they're gonna get it, take it back. Shanae. That's a, that's balls. Jeez. Did you hear about this? They give a rose away. The guy gives a rose, but then he's like, right. "This chick's a bad person. I don't want to give it to her." And they want to well, give it, take it back. She's taking it back because there's a rumor. There's rumors out there that she has <laughs> a she has a boyfriend back home that she's uh, hanging out with. Of course, that she does. This is yeah. all fake. This is for Instagram likes, Eric. People want to get famous on Instagram, so they go on the show. <laughs> and Josh loves it. Okay, speaking of watching TV, Martins was watching Dexter on Sunday night and was not watching the Chargers game, but he should have been watching the Chargers game because Eric Martins is in my fantasy football league, which includes some of us, uh, and was in the championship round. Now we use DraftKings, so there's four of us in the championship, and then you can pick whoever you want because it's DraftKings. And those four people compete, and one person prevails. And Martins thought he was out of it and gave up on the game because the Chargers were getting murdered. And he had Herbert, you had Herbert and somebody else. And he was like, I'm never going to come back. Uh, I'm going to go watch Dexter with my wife. Does this sound right? And I think I made a great decision to watch Dexter over the fucking Bachelorette or whatever it's called. No, you were watching it over the Chargers game where you could have cashed a comma and you decided not to do that. You <laughs> I don't care about this game. It turns it off. But guess what? Herbert comes back, makes a bunch of fourth down conversions, throws a touchdown pass, it goes to overtime. And Eric wins in overtime, cashes a comma. And so I call Eric, Josh, and I say, Eric, congratulations. He's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> 
Well, here, let me let me let me explain this real quick. So so I'm you know it's late, it's late, it's been a long day, finishing off the last beer. Dexter's done. I got the Beatles documentary on it, which everybody should watch. It's fantastic. Where's don't that? Waste, don't like waste it. your fucking. It's on Disney Plus. Don't waste your time with the Bachelorette. Turn on that Beatles documentary. So you. So I see that you're calling, and I and I and I literally and I know that everybody has done this before. You get a call late at night from somebody. And you you know the, the, you have that moment where you're like eleven thirty. Eh, I don't know if I can do this right There's now. A, yeah. You know, because you're in you know you're in your wind down stage. Yeah. But but yeah, I was exactly. like but but and it's, I'm, and I, and you were already angry at me from from earlier because I didn't really understand the format. Well, you texted me. I know. The, I the know. Lineup lock. Okay. And you're like. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't added up the points or anything, so I don't even know if I have a chance to win. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? This is a solo week. It's all one week right. at a time for the playoffs. So I knew you were angry. And well, I was like, Eric I says to me, thinking, oh, I need to score more points than the other guys throughout the playoffs. And I'm like, no, it's not a cumulative of the playoffs. There's been three weeks, but no, this doesn't matter. It's just this week alone. So I'm like, are you joking me? Okay, never mind. Yep, it's, it's a cumulative. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going to win then. Not you're not gonna win now, so just whatever, think whatever you want to think, Eric. But anyway, he cashed a comma, and what a joy! And that was good for you. So you're happy you won, and uh, it was funny that. And now I'm even. Or maybe I'm still probably down. Life lifetime. (laughs) This is true, though. I did tell Sarah. Literally, that's true. I told that to Christine, and she was like, "What?" And I was like, "I go actually." Eric has complained for years, Josh, about never winning at anything Mm -hmm. ever in fantasy. So <laughs> fantasy football, I should say. Like you've done well in golf, but like ultimately fantasy football, you've been the guy that we're like, you sure you want to play? You're basically just donating your money. <laughs> I do it every Since year. It's 1999. No, I not in, in my basement in 1999 at 4700 golf chairs. You were there True. with my 12 friends having Cheetos, and we were like young as hell. And we were 14. Looking you at newspapers, you've been bad, and you've been you've been bad ever since. You've been bad at fantasy football. You were bad all season, oh, and man. somehow you miraculously made the playoffs, and you won it all. It shows us luck. It's luck. All right. Uh, <laughs> what is also luck is showdown, and that's the last thing we have to talk about before we can get out of here. I tweeted, "Is there a way to win showdown?" And people think there might be. That got a lot of response. I like they that. are adamant that. I didn't approach like good, putting bad. That's what you want to go for. Click that. They approached well. They putted poorly. Click it. Never works. It never works. Never worked for me. Why do we think that they'll be bad at putting overnight? When ultimately, most PGA Tour weeks, the guy that has the hot putter on day one has a hot putter on day two, has a hot putter on day three, and has a hot putter on day four, and they fucking win the tournament. And they're hot putter all week, and we're gonna fade this automatically, like after first round. That seems idiotic. And then you think that these irons are somehow gonna because I mean iron does irons do stay, right? Approach good, putting bad, click. Josh Bennett, how much money have you made off doing that? Zero. <laughs> Some smarty pants nerd with the glasses in the computer lab said to me, mean reversion related to projected ownership. Mean okay. r- mean reversion related to projected ownership. Nice try. Okay. Like if that's what you really truly think, and then you're like, I have an advantage. It's like, okay, 
So your wife hates you. Because <laughs> you spend too much money wasting money and gambling. Now, there are true strategies. There are true strategies. Ha ha ha. I have them. I know them. Nobody wants to talk about these five things. First thing, certain types of golfers, Eric, are more prone to go and attack pins. Find those golfers who are eagle golfers, guys who go after par fives. See Woo Kim is that kind of guy where he's going to be the fucking best or the fucking worst. And that's what you want in showdown. The same with Tom Hoagie. We know Tom Hoagie has said this. Fires at pins. It's aggressive. He plays too aggressive, right, Eric? Tom Hoagie? Yeah, guy. absolutely. We know that about him. We, we There's guys him. like Cameron Smith, Morikawa, and JT who are more prone to eagles. Fleetwood used to be this guy. Maybe Hovland's now that guy. Weather, number two, weather. That's the easiest thing ever. Like, it's shitty in the afternoon. It's nice in the morning. Like, play all the morning guys. Like, uh, that's pretty simple. Especially, especially after you've, like, not taken that in consideration all for your full slate, you know, lineups. lineups like hop in for five bucks or whatever and be like, oh shit, I should have, you know, targeted, you know, a, a weather wave or whatever after, yeah. even after the second round. That's great that DraftKings offered this. So this is, this is good, good, good advice, Chad. Thanks. I'm going to morning. Think- now, the third of showdown strategy that actually works, third morning tea times. This is obvious to me, but no one's so much better. Why? Morning tea times are better because greens are in better condition in the a.m. There are guys that have less pressure in the a.m. because they're not in contention or they haven't waited around all day. They're not tense. They're ready for their round and they're not even thinking about the leaderboard. They're just firing off good, good rounds. Mm-hmm. Guys fire at more pins and go for more birdies compared to conservative guys in the lead. So like on a Saturday, for example, the guys in the morning sucked compared to the guys that are teeing off in the afternoon. These people don't care as much. They're not as tight. These people that have teed off later in the rounds and like they're going off at the leaderboard where the CBS cameras are on them and they're following them to the putting green. They got pressure. The guys in the mornings do not. Best yeah. tend to be better. Absolutely. Number four. Oh, I had six things, but number four. Bubba <laughs> Watson said once, playing with certain guys are worth at least a stroke per round. So you could pair guys that are friends with each other. Be comfortable with each other and do better. JT actually has broken two course records while paired with his buddy Jordan Speed. So Justin Thomas plays better with his friend. Why wouldn't he? More comfortable, less caring. You talking, you do things. The guy isn't Bryson annoying the fucking shit out of you the whole round or whatever. Bryson's not as bad as he used to be or Kevin Nye or whoever. There are certain guys you'll find them. JB Holmes, don't be pairing any, don't pick JB Holmes's. Playing partners and showdown. You joking? Right. We took care of Bryson. Think about this: stack pairings because sometimes they feed off of each other. So, like, if you are going to take JT and it's a record and he's going to go for the record, take Spieth together that day. Boom, go for it. Now, fifth thing, we got a couple more things, dude. What about the guy that finishes the day before, Josh? What if you had a birdie on 16, 17, 18? You just shot a sixty-nine. It's your Great, great round, and you're firing up. You're going out tomorrow morning. Are you feeling better than if you had bogeyed 16, 17, 18, had your worst round of your life, and then you're firing up in the morning? Do you look at the guy that how they finished the day before? Me, if that's me, I'm getting hammered, and then I'm feeling real crappy in the morning. So, <laughs> no, whoops, but them, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Also, oh maybe don't play showdown. <laughs> the sixth strategy is don't play showdown. 
That's a great <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Like, seriously, though, if you're going to play Showdown, maybe don't do round one because you don't know anything. Maybe don't round, do round two because there's different motivations and you're going to be too biased towards round one stats only. So maybe play weekend. That's fair. Or Friday or uh, only Sunday final round. I yeah. Know. No, I don't mean, do round one, round one showdown is like, I mean, we're already involved in extreme gambling here with, with athletic performance in golf, let alone round one showdown. Like, I don't know who these people are that are doing that. That's, and like, and I'll see screenshots on Twitter occasionally. I'm like, how, what, how, why would you even do that? But good job. You profited somehow. That's gambling. This is all gambling, but yeah, you're hey, right. And if you have a gambling problem, please call the number 1-800-GAMBLER. We're going to be responsible people and play for Amber? five bucks. Gee, what the fuck? Yeah. We don't want our wives to think okay, we've yeah. got issues. Actually, you know what? You could take the savings you get from <laughs> nice. your manscaped.com and you could get more, you could bet more using manscaped.com's promo code golfguys20. You get 20% off. Use that 20% towards golf bets. Uh, that's right, manscaped.com. Golfguys20 will unlock 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. And thank you for watching. See you guys next week. Appreciate you. The golf guys, golf guys. Like and subscribe, rate and review. I gotta work on my air guitar. Peace out. Yes, you do. Goodbye. <laughs>